Welcome to Rethink Your Health, a podcast dedicated to helping women like you define what health means for them. I'm Jen Madden, and I'm your host. I'm a certified life coach who, after over 30 years of dieting, finally learned how to make peace with food, my body, and my life. And now I'm on a mission to help you do the same. Living a healthy life means looking at every area of your life and determining if it's serving you or hurting you. We're going to be talking about all the things that guide you to creating the life you truly want. Welcome back to Rethink Your Health. I'm so excited that you're here today. Are you ready to dive into all the things? Today we're going to be talking about your thoughts. Your thoughts are everything. Your thoughts literally drive all of the results you get in your life. The life you currently have, look around you. You created that with the thoughts that you have. Your thoughts creating your reality is as real as gravity. Now I know some of you may be like, yeah, I don't know about that. So we're going to talk about that so that you start to understand how powerful your mind is and how you can actually create the results you want on purpose rather than living on default. Because I think a lot of us just live on default and just move through our lives thinking this is the way it needs to be and that many aspects of our life are out of our control. And that simply is not the case. So let's talk about it. So all day long, you have sentences flowing through your head. Those sentences are your thoughts. Do you know we have about 60,000 thoughts a day? Isn't that insane? When you think about it? (laughs) A lot of times these thoughts are unconscious. And they are just beliefs that we have, that we operate from without even realizing it. A belief is literally a thought you have chosen to think again and again until it just becomes a belief. Your thoughts control the way you feel. And when you feel a certain way, you either take action or you don't take action. So it's that think, feel, do model some of you may have heard about. That's life. That's how you get the results you have in your life. So I want to break it down for you so that you understand what I'm talking about. Because all day long you have these thoughts flowing through your head. I call them the stories you tell yourself about everything. Because we have lots of stories. I know that I like to create some. Or a lot, I should say. And I know that you're doing the same thing. So here's the thing. All of the things, the events circumstances outside of us, things that are like completely neutral, mean nothing until you have a thought about it. So everything outside of us that everyone can just agree on, that's just a fact, is completely neutral until you have a thought about it. So let me give you an example. Let's say it's raining outside. Everyone would agree that it's raining outside. But people will have different thoughts about that rain, which will make them feel a certain way. So for example, if I was planning on having an outdoor picnic today and I saw it raining, I would think, oh my God, I can't believe it's raining. Or I'm so disappointed that it's raining. Or 
My day is completely ruined because of the rain. Whereas somebody who was planning on staying home and watching Netflix all day might look outside and be like, ooh, I love that it's raining. It's going to be nice and cozy inside. The rain is a completely neutral circumstance. What you think about that neutral circumstance drives the way you feel about it. So if I have a thought that the rain is ruining my day, I'm probably going to have a feeling that could be anger or disappointment. Let's say it's disappointment. So I have the thought that the rain is going to ruin my day. I'm feeling really disappointed. So remember, think, feel. So the thought is the rain is going to ruin my day. The feeling is disappointment. From that feeling of disappointment is whether you take action or not. So if I'm feeling disappointed, most likely what I'm going to do is spin in negative thoughts in my head, list out all the reasons why the day sucks, talk about the rain and judging the rain and visualizing the perfect day you were supposed to have that you're no longer going to have and you are just going to spin in that story from the feeling of disappointment. Whereas if I'm sitting on my couch looking outside and be like, oh, I'm so glad it's raining. It's going to be cozy inside. I may feel a little excited. And so from that place, I might get a little cozier on the couch and I might think like, oh, I could even watch, you know, more movies than I thought because there's no reason to go outside. So rather than spinning in disappointment because I don't have the thought that my day was ruined, I'm now excited about my day. So the rain is a completely neutral circumstance until you have a thought about it. And that thought triggers a feeling. And that feeling determines what kind of action you take or you don't take. You can literally apply that formula in every area of your life. So circumstances are completely neutral. The red car, the brick building, a blue pen, your body. Your body is actually completely neutral. It's the thoughts you have about it that make you feel a certain way. And then thoughts are literally just sentences that flow through our head. 60,000 of them a day. It's a lot. And then feelings. I just want to talk a little bit about feelings. Feelings are one word. A lot of times I'll ask my clients, like, so tell me what you're feeling. Like, what's the feeling there? And they'll give me more sentences. Well, I feel like he should have done blah, 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 blah. Or I feel like blah, blah, blah. Those are sentences. A feeling is one word. Happy, sad, angry, content, cozy, disappointed. So feelings are one word. And those feelings actually happen in your body. Feelings are literally a vibration in your body. I guess I should take a step back and just remind you that you do have feelings. We're taught to not feel our feelings. So it is probably one of the hardest things for people to adjust when doing this work to adjust to actually paying attention, noticing their feelings, and allowing themselves to feel their feelings. We're going to talk more about feeling our feelings. Yes, this is a podcast that talks about feelings in the future. But I want to just 
pause for a minute and, and talk about why the work is challenging when it comes to feelings. We are literally socialized to negate our feelings, to avoid our feelings, to question our feelings based on how we are raised or socialized. From an innocent place, I don't think anyone does this on purpose, but think about it. When you're little, let's say you're riding your bike and you fall and you scrape your knee and you're crying and your mom comes running out and she's like, oh, pumpkin, did you scrape your knee? Oh, let's go get some ice cream. You're going to feel better. And we wonder why we comfort ourselves with food, right? Rather than allowing that pain to be there and just, you know, hugging you and holding you and letting you just you know, get your cry out where we were taught to quickly avoid that. Could also have happened when, let's say, there was something that was really upsetting to you and you were really hurt and you were crying about it and maybe somebody said to you like, oh, come on, it wasn't that bad. You're like, you're being a little ridiculous, right? So we're taught, again, that our feelings don't matter. Your feelings matter. You need to know this. Your feelings matter because they determine what you do or don't do in your life. Feelings are a part of your existence. But I just want to acknowledge that doing this work is hard initially because we are taught to ignore our feelings, to um, not validate how we feel, to brush it off, to numb out. So starting to do this work is a little scary. Feelings are scary to people. And it's so interesting to me because feelings are literally just a vibration in your body. But there are so many things we don't want to do in life because we're afraid of feeling a certain way, like uncomfortable, like embarrassed, like humiliated. When you actually stop to think about the reality of what that actually means, what you're afraid of is a vibration in your body. Isn't that fascinating? I'm not saying it's easy, but I do find it fascinating because it is that simple. Okay. It's my little soapbox rant on feelings. Not rant, but just just a reality check on feelings. So we have our circumstances, which are completely neutral until we have a thought about it. We have thoughts, sentences floating through our head. Those sentences determine a feeling. And those feelings determine whether we take action or not. So let me give you another example. Let's use food as the circumstance. Some of you may have the thought, I am so out of control with food. I know some of you are shaking your head. You're like, yep, that's me. When you have that thought, how does that thought make you feel? One word, hopeless, disappointed. What's the word? What's that feeling? A lot of times when this comes up a lot, that's why I'm using this as an example. A lot of times when I ask my clients, well, how does that make you feel? Hopeless is a, is a, a common one. The other thing is shame because somehow we think it's shameful to want to eat and enjoy food. But let's say you have the thought, I'm so out of control with food, and the feeling is hopeless. When you're feeling hopeless, 
What do you do? Most likely you eat more. You probably beat yourself up. Maybe you shame yourself. You have more thoughts that make you feel guilty. You have like all the negative things to say about yourself. Can you see how having that thought, I'm so out of control with food, could trigger the feeling of hopeless, which would then have you eat more food, beat yourself up, shame yourself, have guilty thoughts, find out, find all the reasons why you're a failure. I know some of you are relating to this. That's how powerful our thoughts are. So let me give you another example using food as the circumstance. Some people have the thought, I love food. And the feeling associated with that could be passionate. I know a lot of people who are really passionate about food. Now, if you're really passionate about food, most likely you're going to eat your food with gusto. You're going to enjoy it. You're going to want to experience a wide variety of foods and just really be present when you're eating the food so you fully enjoy that experience. Rather than beating yourself up, you're now engrossed in the experience and enjoying it and you're just feeling like, oh, so zhuzhi in your body. So can you see the difference? Same circumstance, different thoughts create different feelings, create or encourage you to take different actions, which then creates different results. Your thoughts are so powerful. So what do you do with this information? You're like, okay, Jen, I'm kind of buying in with what you're saying. The first thing you need to do is start to develop an awareness of the thoughts that are floating through your head. This is hard work because we're not used to paying attention to our thoughts or we accept the thoughts as truth, like that this is how we're supposed to live. I'm going to tell you right now, your thoughts, not so much. Your brain likes to lie to you. You do not have to believe your thoughts. So step one is to develop an awareness of the thoughts going on in your brain. The best way to start doing that is when something happens that triggers you, that puts you into that thought spin. This happens to all of us. You know, somebody says something to you and you are just pissed. And you are just like in your head. Right? Or it could be something like you have to do something and you're super anxious about it. And you're like in your head, right? This happens to all of us. So I think the easiest way to start to pay attention to what's going on in that beautiful brain of yours is to develop the awareness when you're triggered and you're in that thought spin. And then I want you to grab a piece of paper and a pen. Yes, we go old school on this podcast. And I want you to write out the thoughts you have about whatever the incident was, whatever that circumstance was. Just write the sentences down that are floating through your head. Let it out. Two things happen here. One, not only do you develop an awareness of the thoughts that are floating through your brain, it also stops that spin 
Because now your brain's like, oh, we got to write now. I guess I can't focus on this story that I'm telling myself. Once you've done that, pick one sentence. Just one. You're going to have lots of sentences. Pick one sentence. Write it down separately. And then ask yourself, when I think this thought, how am I feeling? Remember, one word. And then when you've identified that feeling, write down the actions that you've taken from that feeling. You can start to see how you're actually living your life by doing this exercise. Awareness is literally the first step to changing your life. You cannot underestimate the power of awareness because until you see it, you can't change it. So my challenge to you is to start noticing the stories that you're telling yourself, which are just stories or a bunch of thoughts strung together, and then taking one of those thoughts and figuring out what feeling it's triggering for you and what you're doing or not doing as a result of that feeling. It's that simple to get started. Sometimes even that awareness is enough for change to happen. But if it's a thought you've been thinking for a long time, which is now a belief, you've got to untangle that and that is a baby step process. So what you want to do is once you start to identify those thoughts, first of all, no judgment, no shame, no guilt. Don't do any of that to yourself. Curiosity. Just get curious as to what's going on in your brain. Because a lot of times when we actually see what we're doing, we like to then put another story on top of it, which definitely has feelings of shame, guilt, disappointment, because we think we should be better or doing something different. That is not the point of the exercise. So don't do that. Just be curious and be like, oh my God, okay, I see what I'm doing. Once you see that, then... You can start to come up with thoughts that feel a little bit better. You can't jump from a really negative thought to a really powerful thought in an instant. It's very rare. I always say, like, it would be really nice if there was a switch we could just flip and I could stop thinking that thought and then turn on the new thought I want. Like the powerful, like, oh my God, I'm going to get amazing results with this thought. That's not how it works. You have to baby step yourself there because the key to all of this is you actually need to believe that thought so that feeling that's triggered is actually very real for you. So let me just give you an example of that. So let's say you weigh yourself. I'm not a fan of weighing yourself, so I'm going to go on record with that. But let's say you're somebody who weighs themselves and you get on the scale and the scale produces a number. You happen to not like that number. So you have a thought, my body is disgusting. The feeling associated with that might be disgust, repulsion, shame, hate, 
when you have those kind of emotions, I'm going to tell you right now, the actions that you're taking, not so good. Most likely, you start beating yourself up. You start spinning in negative thoughts about who you are as a person, what your body is. You probably go eat more because now you're just disgusted and you just can't even. Okay, so let's say that that is the scenario. You are not going to be able to jump from my body is disgusting to, oh my God, I have the most amazing body. It's just not possible. So what you need to do is figure out a thought that feels believable that's just a little bit better than the one you're currently thinking. So rather than thinking my body is disgusting, you may have a thought, it's possible my body is not disgusting. I like to throw possibility in there because your brain's not committing to a thought. Right? Your brain's like, all right, if you say possible, I don't have to commit to it. And what it does, it loosens your brain up and it invokes a feeling of curiosity. And your brain gets to work looking for evidence on, well, maybe your body's not disgusting. The trick in all of this is to think a thought that is believable. Another thought might be simply, I have a body. Because that is true. You have a body. It's completely neutral. But you have to find that baby step thought that feels believable so that you can you can lean into that thought and that new feeling so that you take different actions. And then once that feels like good in your body and you're doing it, then you can find another thought that's just a little bit better. But it is almost impossible to jump from a really negative thought to a really positive thought. This is my problem with affirmations. Affirmations are usually just words, sentences that you say that you actually don't believe. You have to believe, you have to have a feeling of belief or a strong positive feeling in your body that is actually going to drive action that is positive. Just saying words and not believing them, not doing you any good. It's a waste of your time. Now, if you have an affirmation that actually does feel good in your body and inspires you to take positive action, perfect. But if you're just saying words just because somebody said you should say affirmations every morning, stop doing that. Work on slowly improving the thoughts that you currently have. Okay? So just to recap, your thoughts are everything. Start paying attention to your thoughts by using a circumstance that creates triggering thoughts, that story that you're spinning in your head, and write out the thoughts that you have. Pick one sentence out of all of those thoughts. Identify the feeling that's associated with it. Bonus points if you start to notice the feeling in your body. And then write down the actions that you took or didn't take as, the resu- as a result of that feeling. Because then you can see how you're getting the results that you have. Once you've done that, you can then start to explore another thought that feels just a little bit better. And then start playing around with that thought. This work is seemingly simple, but it is hard because it requires you to slow down and pay attention and be present in your life. 
But I will promise you this, the more you do it, the easier it will get. And you will actually be encouraged to do it more because you're going to see the results you're getting in your life improve. Okay, so let's start there. Start paying attention to the thoughts that you have using the steps that I laid out. And as we dig into further episodes, we're going to we're going to dive a little bit deeper into each one of those ideas, your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions. But you got to start somewhere. Start with developing the awareness. All right, my friend. That is what I have for you today. I have a favor to ask. If you are liking this podcast so far, could you share it with somebody? Especially if you think it's somebody who could benefit from it. I'd appreciate that. And if you're liking it and you want more of it, can you subscribe? Subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you use. That would be a huge help to me and I would greatly appreciate it. All right, until the next time, have a beautiful day. Mm -hmm.